Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. The helicopters that we built are the same kind of helicopter that the President of the United States flies in. Oh, that's awesome. At the time, I think it was uh, Obama. The, the set that I sanded and, and polished and finished got installed onto the president's helicopter. Shut nice. up. So, so I thought that was like a pretty a pretty neat thing, right? Like, That's... like, like to build something like your workmanship. Yeah. Like, where it went to like that was kind of that was dude dude that is exactly what we were talking about on this show right like yeah, that's exactly that, what we were talking about the president gets into this helicopter we all see it yeah, who wow. put that together who got the parts? like yeah exactly yep. exactly it's guys like ian out there that are <laughs> yeah. making they're building this world around us that we get to live in and it's yeah. i love that's what i love hearing i love hearing that yeah, stuff Hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the amazing Jamie Iglesias, Mr. Thick Fit USA himself, Chad Kilefner, and our guest today is the one and the only Ian Hewitt. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. Yeah, us on Instagram, Work Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives@gmail.com and please like, and subscribe. So we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Jalen Dub, how we doing? Bay, Bay. I'm feeling thick. Feeling thick, looking thick, very nice. Jamey, how are you, my lady? I'm good. Tuesdays are my new days off of work, so I've been chilling all day. Nice. Love yeah. it. Very good. Chad Kilefner back on the show. Thick Fit USA. Super excited to have you back. Really, really happy to get into this. How are you doing, my man? Doing fantastic. Feeling stupendous, and we're rolling thick. Rolling thick. Love it. Well, speaking of rolling thick, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective. To be effective by voice in societies, working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid, launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out. Sharing. We're just sharing. We're just sharing. Working perspectives. 
got to tell you, I got to tell you. Um, so he told me about it and, and he said, you wanted me to listen to it, right? It was important. And we had, we had been uh, discussing, you know, many other things over uh, the prior few years about it. Um, and I did, I listened to it on my way home from work one day. And I got to tell you, man, you know, I constantly work on my patience, um, you know, my, my politeness, but you know, coming from Philly, it's just, it's not natural to me, right? I'm a pessimist. I'm a half glass empty type guy. Sure. I listened to about the first 10 minutes and I, I don't know what came over me, but I just immediately said, nah, nah, this ain't, this ain't what I, what I thought it would be. And I called Chad, you know what Chad said to me? He said, Hey, you need to calm down, calm down, take a breath, take a step back, st- rewind, start it over. And I want you to listen again. And I'm so glad he did because when I did that, it made me realize, Hey, this is a constant learning process, right? We're constantly working on ourselves, the environment around us, the environment in which we we work in. And if you wouldn't have done that, you know, I would have gone back to the same old Ian I was, you know, growing up back home and, and doing the things I was doing. But as soon as he said that, Matt, I looked at you, I looked at J-Dub, I listened to Chad, and I immediately, immediately changed my perspective about a lot of things, a lot of things Chad and I were discussing at the time. And, um, I just wanted to let you know, thank you for having me on. Like This is pretty significant to me, and here's why. After that, a few days after I listened to it, I kept um, going back and watching segments, parts of it, right? Okay. And the, the first thought I had was, wow, who is this Mac guy? Because working perspectives, where did he come up with that title? So I have a BA in advertising from Temple University. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with words. Communication is my thing, right? But I say that. That title's that title says something to me, and I didn't know at the time. It took me a few weeks, but I was so impressed once it hit me. For you to want to do a show like this and and bring people on and interview them about work, the role it plays in their life, and then I read your um uh, like a submission statement, right? Yeah, and you know what it's done for our society and how we've built the world that we live in through work. Yeah. I called Chad and me. I said, I said, I might be in love with this guy. I yeah. said, what does he know that that I know, but I don't know that I know yet. You know what I mean? So, so good for you. I think, this oh, is the- dude, you're the best man. Thank you so and, much. And, that was really nice. Thank you. The weeks and months after that. Um, and, and by the way, it was a very important time when you had Chad on in my life and Chad's life. And the weeks and months after I had that kind of revelation, um, I, I admitted to myself, you know, work has played a significant role in my life, even though I never, I never intended it to. Yeah. It has. And I just said to myself, man, like I can't ignore that fact. And here's a dude out there that actually wants to talk about it. Yeah. So I just thought that was just the neatest thing. So no. good you're for the- what you're doing. J Dub, Jamie, you guys are lucky that, uh, that you're part of this. And, um, and thank you for that, man. For, uh, for Dude, I'll it. tell you, Man, there, thank you so much, man. I'll tell you, there's a lot of this whole process, this journey, and you know, Justin and Jamie know, and Chad, you know too. And and you know, I think everybody kind of gets this at a point where if you're betting on yourself and like p- putting things out there, it's a lot of eating crow, a lot of like thinking things will go good, and you're like, oh shit, I was wrong, and you know what I mean. And there's a lot of times like there's so many, dude. There are so many fucking haters out there especially <laughs> especially if you do if something does go well you really you do people, think like fuck i i guess i didn't go well 
You know what I mean? Because so yeah. many people, even people close to you, will shit on you, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah. When oh, I shit. Yeah, I shit on. I shit on Chad a long time ago, and we. I was like, nah, he's not my friend anymore, and I shit <laughs> on. Him. I, I wanted to. I was angry. I was mad. So yeah. you're right. Even the closest people yeah, we'll tell that story. Yeah, and it was yeah. about work too. You know, so yeah. Was, but like I said to you, like I would love. I I would actually want to interview you. I want to know what what gave you the idea to do this. You know, what have you done in your life to actually have this perspective? Um, but maybe maybe we'll do that. Maybe me and Part G- two. Me <laughs> yeah, and Part two. down down the no down that's the a, line. But that's a four hour four hour episode. Yeah, I've sure. always taken the title of this show like literally. You know, like the working perspective. But that is an actual you like your. Uh, your, your comments there it's very nice and thank you and yes. that does deserve all that praise it's the a man, team no it's without a team him here. yeah but the man builds the man hey, built the house that we all hey, hang great out. title by the way freaking great dude listen but i never considered like working on like your perspective like it's not yeah, even yeah, necessarily yeah. like the working perspective it's always like job literally like, when you when you said that like it is like a an opening up perspectives because like we do have the duality of like Matt is similar to my father in the sense of like a get up and go to work kind of guy, and I am uh, uh, nothing uh, like that. <laughs> so me and you are so me and you are like then, Jada. My wife is more like Matt. Oh my my girlfriend is a a monster, Edward. Hmm. They hang they hang her jersey on the wall, and that's not even nice. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it sounds like my wife, Chad's wife, and J Dub's wife should probably be Matt's wives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mean, sorry, Jocelyn. My my yeah. wife is uh I mean she's one of those dude, she puts she puts everybody to shame. She's a she's a she's okay, a cool. Hey, so yeah, you, yeah. yeah so, you, you can take on all four of them then. No, yeah, right. No, dude, thank you. So I'll tell you, but it, it like I said, you got we gotta eat a lot of crow doing this, and there's a lot of people that'll tell you, like, oh, you should be doing this and should be doing that because they think they know what's going on. But when you hear people say like a genuinely positive thing, it provides so much motivation. You have no idea. So thank you so much. I really do. Like that really does mean a lot. And I know we all appreciate it very much. That's very nice. Small things mean a lot. It's a small thing to you, but it's a big thing for me. And uh, there it is. It's it's a huge, it's a huge thing for me too, man. Thank you. To answer your question about the name of the show. uh, When I was coming, like uh, my, so the initial iteration of the show was myself and my friend. His name was his name was Tom Byers, but we all called him Shake, right? And the initial iteration was me and him. And the idea was is that, like it said in our questionnaire, if it, like the room you're sitting in right now, right? Unless you build it with your hands, you have no idea how that room got there, who made the materials for that room, right? Who put the insurance together to like create it? Anything like that, right? And that's just the room you're in, let alone walking outside and seeing the streets and the signs and the cars and the planes. Like, no idea where any of that come from or who puts it together or how it gets there. We just all accept that it's there, right? Like, what the fuck? So the idea initially... The idea initially, right, was I wanted to call it like something like the blue collar podcast or like the, the working man's podcast or something along those lines. And shout out to Billy the Barber Nichols, former guest of the show, friend of the show. I was talking to him about it, right? And he had said, what about working perspectives? And, dude, I was like, I mean, I can say the story now because I've copyrighted the name. So I was like, fuck, tough shit, Bill. Sorry, Billy Billy the Barber. Yeah, Billy the Barber. If anyone asks, uh, you know, it's copyrighted and it's mine. So fuck off. But no, it's uh, no, he's the man. He's been on a bunch of times and I love that guy. But yeah, that's how, dude, 
he kind of just like it was kind of like uh, one of those sessions like where we were talking back and forth and he just kind of put everything together that we were talking about and then there it came you know good all right on the show today we got a hitter all right let's do a little talking a little backtracking the initial for chad kill Hefner returns to the show i think this is the third time chad your third time on number the show three. That's number right. three lucky number three so your first initial recording was december 28th of 2021 mm-hmm. right uh he was there he just i think he was like episode 102 or something or no you're probably like 105 or 110 something like that i'm dating us but we aired episode 237 today so chad was here early doors right he was within the first he was just before the first year right which is incredible he then came back for the henzo gracie round table which was a blast great show blast. both of these shows are available now on all podcast platforms and youtube at working perspectives podcast uh but when he initially recorded on december 28th of 2021 i remember him telling me he's like hey Dude, you got to have my buddy Ian on. He's the man. He's done all this stuff. He's a super good guy. And I'm really, really excited that, you know, that we were able to get him on. Super, super happy he's here. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for being on. Super excited to have you here. But before we get started, I would just like to ask, what movie do you think is better? The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? Oh, two. Two. Easy. That's easy. all day. You hear that, Justin? Number two. Hey, hey, the, scene, the, scene, the scene when he runs the rooftops in the beginning, dude, and, and come commits. On. Come on, man! Come on, man! I, you don't have to watch. You don't have to watch most of the other ones, dude. Well, that's dude, it, right there. That's, that's fucking better, cinema. That's better than Santino. Scene. I mean, the Santino fight scenes when Santino dude, gets young, gone, I mean, He's young. He's new. He's fresh, and he don't give up. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, right. too. Make his mark, right? Ready to yeah. make his mark. Apparently, too, that when they told like James Khan, right, when he beats up when he beats up uh, the sister's Carla. husband, Carla, yeah, yeah, Carla. right. Apparently, that was all real. Like, apparently, that guy had done something. Like, Francis Ford Coppola told James Khan that like this guy had really done. Like, they said that he didn't pull his punches when he was beating up Talia Shire, right, <laughs> and that he like really mean. hit her. And he, James Conn legit fucking Dude, whooped his really ass. Yeah. That makes sense you. because James Conn is freaking like, – you can tell something hit oh. him in that scene, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, and dude I tell. love James Conn. I did too. You could tell Carla was in trouble after he got the phone call and he had to bite his fist. <laughs> you knew he was out. You knew there was trouble to follow. You knew there was trouble. Oh yeah. Oh, I man. have to watch these movies. Oh man. <laughs> so, hey Jamie, Jamie, I'm not a huge Godfather guy, but you leave, just watch you watch two. All you gotta do is watch two. You're eating I Italian you have chocolate. To watch the first one. For Christ's sake. Not listen to him. Yeah. I, I need to watch them. both. So Start with number one. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch yeah. both so I can have an answer to this question. Just watch the third and not the first two. <laughs> Jamie, no. did you get a Sorry. new camera? I did, the one you sent me. Oh, that's great. I was going to ask, do I look better? You look incredible. I haven't noticed. All right. Sorry. Let me make a suggestion here, right? Hey, Godfather, that's great. Hey, just stereotypical East Coast, man. Come on, you. There's better shit out there. Come on. Let's get get out of the Piedmont Plateau, all right? No, we were thinking, like, the reason we I like to ask that is because I feel like you're very, those are two different types of people. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm not saying The Godfather is the best movie ever. It's a great movie. Godfather Part 2 is even yeah. better. But I'm just saying, you know, it's okay, two, different, okay. 
Two what different was the other one people. we were doing? Uh, Hook or Princess Bride? No, yeah. Aladdin. Al- oh, Aladdin or Return of Jafar. Oh my that was last week. That was <laughs> brutal. So, live now, back. Yeah, uh, Chad, what was your answer to the Godfather question? I believe it was part one, Matt. I think is that the right. same? Is that yeah, the same? So I might have got I might have got that wrong, but I believe it was part no, one. You did not. Oh, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Right, J Dub? No, yeah. I'm with You're you. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, uh, Ian. What about Cheetos? Crunchy or puff? Oh man, not a big Cheetos guy, but uh, but if we do buy them, they're the puff, dude. Actually, no, no, no. Hold on, wait. The the, the crunchy are the, like the thin ones, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, crunchy, hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They look like little like weird things, huh? Yeah, yeah. They look like yeah. clubs, oh, like punchy, like punchy, caveman punchy. clubs or like, something. Yeah. Bam, 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 yeah, bam. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you eat this, you can you can tell when you eat this, they make them with something not good for you at all. Dude. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's poison. You're eating which, poison, which makes yeah. them bomb. Oh, that makes they them take even better. A little bit of soul, and that's how they shrink them down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then what, Ian? What about pancakes or waffles? Ooh, oh, pancakes through and through, Ooh. through and through, dude. Yeah, well. Can't say I agree with you on that one. Yeah, well, hey, you know why? Hey, somewhere along somewhere along the line, you were spoiled, dude. That's why. Hey, <laughs> who, has a who orders waffles, dude? Hey, pancakes, bro. Flapjacks. The working yeah, yeah, man's flapjacks. You got it. You got it. Uh, what do you need? What do you need? Wheat, butter, and water, eggs? Come on, you man. Make them on a radiator. <laughs> butter and syrup. Uh, you can make them on a radiator. Can't okay. Make waffles on a radiator. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, all right, and then what about theme park or water park? So amusement park or water park? So Dorney Park or Wild Water Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big, I'm a big roller coaster guy, but if I'm in shape, I don't mind a good water park, man. Uh, Not at all. No, no, no. Hey, hey, I'm a married man. I've been with my wife for almost 20 years. Hey, God water park all the way, and I think yeah. we know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. You know, it, just because just because oh, you can't order doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, well, else do you think I live in California? Sure, sure. Hey, yeah, duh. All right, what part of California? Right, so I live, I live in a part of California called the Central Coast, um, Santa Barbara County. Oh, uh, nice. Sixty miles north of the city of Santa Barbara, 150 miles north of Los Angeles, oh. and we're about. I'm about midway point. What's that? Sorry, 150 miles north. Yeah, of 150 Los miles north of LA. What and city we're about, we're about midway that... between LA and San Fran. About okay. midway. That's what yeah. I was just gonna ask you. People yeah, forget California is a long fucking state. It is. It is. So the real answer to that question is this: Where I live in California, they call it, it's called the Central Coast, and basically that's a a general region from Santa Barbara where the land comes out, it guts out into a point called Point Conception, yeah. and then it goes north where Big Sur is. Yeah, and then it comes out at Monterey, Santa Cruz, and then up to the San Fran, the peninsula there. Mm-hmm. But what I call this area, I call it the Middle Kingdom, and I got that from my father-in-law because this is California's best kept secret. Which feel free to edit that out because <laughs> if someone doesn't know about it, we don't tell them about it. Yeah, people drive from LA, San Fran, San Fran, LA, and they just drive right past and they don't stop. Good. This, this is our this is our little our little spot right here. Yeah, hell yeah, your little piece of heaven. Nice man. Oh, oh, you have no idea, man. I was I was born in California. I was born in Thousand Oaks, and then I lived oh, in right. Simi Valley till I was seven. 
And then super familiar. Yeah, yeah. And then the my dad was in Watts the day of the Rodney King riots. So as soon as that happened, we fucking left. (laughs) Oh God. So uh when I I worked at SpaceX's main factory um in a little city called Hawthorne, and the factory's on the factory's on Crenshaw Boulevard. And it's right, I know exactly what you're talking about. I I drove up there one night just for fun, just to just to check it out. Just to check Crenshaw, like boys in the hood, Crenshaw. Crenshaw Mafia, baby. Yeah, baby. I had to do it. Had to do it because I wanted to relive my old North Philly days. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Nice. Okay. And then uh, next question: Ian, uh, Chevy Chase or Bill Murray? Uh, I think I'm a Chevy Chase guy. I've been watching a lot of old eighties stuff. Oh my god! That's a lot of old eighties. Wow. You're the first Chevy Chase. I knew a and man. If, and if for no up. other reason, if for no other reason, the Christmas movie, because that's like, yeah. that's that's life right there, right? True. He's happy, true. He's not happy. He's thrilled. He's not thrilled. He's high. He's low. Yeah, true. That's especially too like you're dealing with your in laws, you're dealing with your neighbors. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, with all, cousin Eddie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I My mean, neighbor over here. My nine years, man. Guy doesn't even wave to me. Right here, nine years. Doesn't even wave. No shit. Doesn't even wave. We were just on wave, and that's it. Like I don't know his name, and I (laughs) I know he doesn't know mine. I think my girlfriend might have told him. And dude, but we're on a strict solid. Hey, hey, and that's it. And I, he's my favorite neighbor. Judge judge you too soon, J Dub. Hey, nice work, nice work. Love this guy. I when I shovel, I'll I'll go up to his driveway, like cover like his half portion. Yeah, yeah. I love him. That's a good neighbor. That's a that's. That's the and only reason why I would move certain... back to Philly is just to do shit like that. The... He's just the type that'll go like, hey, but he doesn't come any closer. That's it. Doesn't just... want, doesn't, hey, I know you're there. Something... You know my yeah. there. Right. Yeah. Oh, hey, J-Dub, you would hate me then if I was your neighbor, dude. I'd be up in your business every day. The other <laughs> one. Yeah. So these people on the other side, they're like, hey, I'm like, I got to go inside. Yeah. The dog's got stuff to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you miserable East Coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean. I, you know, the, I, I mean, I lucked out all day. I love them people, all. I have like my, I have a kid, so there's kids, so you have to talk to the parents. But lucked out, all the parents around here are pretty cool, so it's not I a bad deal. That's a whole other episode of that. Oh yeah, man. So nice. All right, then the last question, and probably the most important question that you'll ever have, is when it comes to wing, are you drums or are you flats? When it comes to what? Wings, chicken wings. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Yeah, yeah, we asked the fucking hard <laughs> questions around here. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know, I don't even know if that's a uh, appropriate question to ask. Who asked that question? Where did you learn to ask somebody that question? It, you know, it came. A lot of these come up from uh, me and Justin will text each other and be like, "Hey, which one do you like better?" All right, well, let's fucking argue about it. Okay, done. So right. yeah, he's okay, a right. so, so how about this? Let me let me do this for you. I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to give my personal answer, but this this one I'm going to tell you. My first significant experience with chicken wings was my freshman year at edinburgh university up near erie pennsylvania yep me and another dude from quakertown used to hang out with the basketball team right a lot of dudes from inner cities pittsburgh erie philly whatever mm-hmm. hey i saw those dudes for the first time in my life they put the uh they put the wing in their mouth and they wow. suck all the meat off of it right yeah yep. so that's impressive that's impressive they offered us the wings my buddy grabbed the drumstick. Yo, I thought all hell was going to break loose. Dude looked at him and said, hey, when a man offers you his wings, you don't take the fucking drumsticks. 
There's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy with wings. Hey, hey, that's what the boys told me. All right. So so that is correct. Drumsticks are correct answer. But hey, but hey, but but I've been in California a long time, man. There ain't no wings out here, dude. So I don't I don't have really any any reason. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got good sushi, though. Oh, I could take you to a spot, dude. I bet, man. That's one thing we don't get over here. You you forget like. Like you guys, obviously, like you're closer to Mexico. The Mexicans gonna be great, but also you're closer to Asia, so you're you know Japanese cuisine and China, you know, like all that shit's gonna be so much better than over Newport, here. So. I lived in Newport Beach for a couple of years, man. There's a restaurant down there called Bear Flag, right, like off the California flag, the big bear. Mm-hmm. They had they had two boats that would come out of the harbor early, early morning. Those boats would come back. They had two restaurants, one down in between um, Laguna and and Newport, and then one out on the peninsula in Newport. Those boats would come back around five, six, seven in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. They would doors would open at eleven. Those sushi plates gone by eleven forty-five. Gone. Probably magnificent. Just fre- yeah. fresh cut, right? Oh my god, I bet it's incredible. Now, but now here, now here's the question. Here's the question, Ian. Bear flag sushi or freaking Bravo's pizza and Percocy, right? I spent a lot of time flying back home over the years, taking care of my mom. Airport, any pizza joint on the way to whoever's house I was going to, large pie, clean, get to the house, straight to the kitchen, over the sink, four slices straight to the head, dude, grease dripping in the sink. Love it. I'm the with that. The pizza is so much better over here, you're saying. Okay, but no more talk about the pizza. I freaking miss it every day. <laughs> nice. So, okay, let's keep it moving then. So, uh, like you said, you grew, you were born in Percocy, grew up in Quakertown, right? Yeah, got Grandview Hospital, March 78. And then uh, I grew up in uh, Quakertown. I grew up in a uh, 200-year-old one-room schoolhouse that was heated by a wood stove. I think my parents bought it in 74. Um the trash like dude it was not in good shape my dad and his two brothers built the second story on it two bedrooms one for them one for me and my sister and that's where i grew up for for 19 years dude that sounds kind of cool though sounds so, like so, so, that's another episode <laughs> yep. so jamie the back wall to it there's so a one-room schoolhouse front door and then there's three windows on either side like the big long windows with the big thick windowsills yeah and then on the back wall behind the stone and the stucco was the old chalkboard it was huge oh and that's so cool my parents tried to make build an addition on it so we took down that wall all the signatures of some of the kids were on the chalkboard when we found it. Whoa. Oh my god, they were all haunting that place. Yeah, old, <laughs> old, old slate roof man, bats living in there. It was wild. Chad knows it was, it was a wild place. Oh, yeah. Dude, there that... were definitely some spirits roaming around that place. Dude, oh, yeah. that, so that like that was like a schoolhouse from like the Civil War, right? Like, so I don't know the exact year, but say so I was there, say nineteen eighty. They, they would say 200 years, so that's 1780, right? Oh, right. wow. So, yeah. so George Washington cool. built that, that school, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, George Washington stayed in every place around there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, how about it, man? So, nice. yeah, so that's where I grew up, and uh, you want to talk about work? You know my first job was? Probably eight years old. Love it. We heated it with wood, so we get a quart of wood every fall. <laughs> Still, I'm afraid to ask my dad this question, but he used to get the quart of wood dropped off on the opposite side of the house. So eight years old, eight years old, middle of winter. Ian, get, take the wheelbarrow, go get wood around the freaking house, getting wood, middle of winter. And I will never forget that to this day. 
Like that sucked, right? I hated yeah, yeah. doing it. I didn't like doing it. And now as an adult, dad, why did you keep the wood on that side of the house? Why? Because he wanted you, you to work. Why? Hey, Jamie, maybe, right? Maybe. But you know what? I'll never ask him because I don't want to hear that answer. <laughs> so, I would only go to my, my dad had a wood burning stove in the basement. I would only go to his house every other weekend because my parents were divorced and you would show up to the house on a Friday. There would be a full cord of wood in the driveway. And I was like, awesome. oh, sick. This is what I get to do this weekend. He had the, he had those like open up doors to the basement, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, six steps and then the basement door is there. So we would put the cord of wood into that door cell. So then he could open the door and load it into, in the basement. It's cool process. Uh, The one time I just like threw it in there. I didn't like place it nicely. No. And literally it was like restack it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Oh Yeah. A quarter of wood is a lot of wood. And Matt, that's what I was saying earlier, man. When we were introducing ourselves, like, like work, work is a thing, right? Like, there's, you know, especially my years in California, I've met people, I've met all kinds of people, I've met some that actually have really haven't done much work, right? They've had pretty fortunate lives. Um, I've met people that have fortunate lives and have put in a, a lot of work in very like particular ways. But like from where where I'm from, where you guys are from, what J Dub just said, hey. Work is something that is unavoidable for most people, right? So, so to me, like, j I don't know who your dad is, right? I don't, I don't know what kind of guy he is. But for a dad to teach his kid a lesson like that, there's a reason why he did that, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's, give, let's give him some credit, right? Let's say, let's say it wasn't because he was pissed off or he freaking didn't like you. Let's <laughs> say somewhere in his head, he was like, hey, I'm going to teach this boy a lesson. And this is how I'm yeah. Gonna teach him. Oh, yeah. I hated it, but guess what? I never threw the wood in the basement doors again i stacked it from there on out yep no yeah my dad uh one one of the houses he lived in was it was built in like it set it on like this side it was this really old stone house by north penn high school i think it was like 1792 it was built and the way it was built it had like it was fireplace everywhere so in the like the floor beams were different sizes because back then right like there were different sizes. There was definitely space in between like the floor beams and stuff. It was a stone house and everything, but the fireplace, there was a fireplace in like the living room and it directly went up to the master bedroom, which had a fireplace in it. And then on the other side of that was like another bedroom that had another fireplace in it. Yeah, so yeah. he was the same. Did you go up an old farmhouse? Yeah. I didn't, he, he moved there yeah. when I was in like, uh, when I was like 15 but yeah, I, he, uh, but I, like, I would, st- I would spend time there, but I would, when he would get the wood, I would have to stack the cord of wood. You know what I mean? And that was always, it was always fun. Just fun. Okay, <laughs> the first thing I tell you guys about my life, two of you have, have similar stories, man. I'll you, yeah. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you this though. I had a buddy of mine, he was moving and he had torn down this old oak tree because he was selling his house, and one of the things they wanted was like to move this tree, right? Beautiful, massive tree. But for that summer, he let like we split the logs, bro. That is like that's a that's a job. I want to talk like let's get a lumberjack on here. Did that's you a use real a pneumatic. Job. Did you use a pneumatic wood splitter? So the way we do it is like they cut it in rings, right? Yeah. So like we'd roll the ring on top of the 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 machine. And yeah, we'd no. put it in and then it would break the ring in half, right? And then we'd kind of break the ring into like sixth. And then we would get the axe and we would split it ourselves oh, yeah. after awesome. that. And then we would split it even more. And then, bro. Yeah. But it was yeah. like, dude, I felt like I was like, fuck, I could like lift the house after that. That's oh, where you get oh, that oh, punching oh. power. 
So oh, Matt, God. so Matt, I know exactly what you're talking about. I lived in uh, I, when I moved to California after I graduated Temple. I moved to um, a town in California called Mammoth Lakes. It sits up on the eastern side of the Sierra Nevada mountains. Okay. And I couldn't find a job in in my degree right in New York City or Philly or anywhere. So I said, hell with it, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check some shit out, right? Yeah. I took a job at a ski resort for eight dollars and sixty cents an hour in November of two thousand and three. How old was I then? Twenty five, maybe. Yeah, twenty five years old. Eight dollars yeah. and sixty cents an hour. I packed up my Jeep Wrangler that I bought on uh, Valentine's Day of the same year, and I went out to California. So I met my wife out there not long after. Firewood is a very, very important thing when you live up in the mountains like that, right? So just this year, I'm sure, I think you probably, it was on the news back there, uh, Mammoth, Mammoth Mountain Ski Area, Mammoth Lakes has gotten crushed with snow this year. When I mean crushed, I mean absolute, they're building, they have tunnels to get to your house. I mean, it's Did insane, see right? The, uh, so wow. it's a ski lift and it was up to like very, the lift. Very, so like wow. if you're sitting in the... You know the cart, whatever you call it. Yeah. They showed a picture of normal, and then it was yeah. literally like yeah. you could you get off the ski lift at any point. Yep. You dig a tunnel just for the chairlift to go up the mountain. Anyway, wow. anyway, I left Pennsylvania, two hundred and thirty pounds, fat from drinking, from eating cheese steaks, from eating pizza. Went out there just from skiing, shoveling snow, and chopping wood. One eighty five street stud. My wife, my wife, I couldn't get my wife away from me. She was like, "Look at you, feel you like you." I'm like, "Nah, I'm special, right?" Yeah, yeah. Anyway, wait till we, you meet my friend Chad. Oh no, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she did. She did not long after, and she said, uh, "Why are you friends with that guy? You yeah, and him are yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we got some firewood for the following winter. So I didn't know what green firewood. I didn't know there's a difference between green and seasoned, right? Do you guys know? The so green, seasoned. the green's like the stuff that's like still alive, fresh. right? Well, fresh, right? Hey, can't really cut it, right? Yeah. I was so cheap and frugal. I didn't want to spend money to rent one of the one of the, a wood chopper, right? Mm-hmm. So I got that wood dumped in the parking garage under my apartment, and I went down there with a wedge and a sledge, <laughs> and I tried to I tried to break that wood myself. That's a hard job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that is no hey, whoever, joke. So you want whoever whoever invented that pneumatic wood chopper, let's oh. find let's let's find him and have him on the show. Oh, dude, fan of the show, listener of the show, big time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that guy, whoever he is. Man. Cool. Love Perfect. it. Nice. And then wow. okay, okay, so first the first job you had kind of like, you know, first work you did, we'll say. it's the first work. Real yeah. work was hauling the logs for the old man to keep the schoolhouse house school yeah, schoolhouse like house that. lit, you know. Yeah. And then what would what would you say? What was the next work you did after that? So next one, um, someone could probably prove me wrong if, if we went back, but I think I was probably ten years old, and um, in the, in the neighborhood I lived on like a rural street, mm-hmm. and in the neighborhood there was a bunch of kids my age, a little bit older, about quarter mile, half a mile down the road. Um, was a plate a farm and they called it a weed shop. And what they did was they grew um, wild plants, flowers, weeds. They would harvest them, uh, bundle them, and dye them. And then everyone from all over Bucks County would come and buy them. It was called Thayer's Weed Shop on Muskrat Road. So that guy used to hire the local kids to, for the summers to come bundle and hang in the barn. Yeah. So all the older kids in the neighborhood were already working there for a few summers. So of course they recruited me at ten years old. Sure. 
I went down there, hot, humid. There's like a little swamp down there. It's in between the ridge. You know where the ridge is, like Penn Ridge, like Perkasie, Sellersville? Yeah. It's in between that ridge and like where Quakertown is. Like there's a, there's a swamp down there. So that's where the farm was. This the, the guy, Thayer, Mr. Thayer, he came out and uh, who, I 60, 80 years old. I couldn't tell as a kid, right? Yeah. He had this hump on his back and I got like, some kind of tumor or something. And he was old rock. I need you boys to hang these weeds up all day. I'll come and tell you when it's time to quit. And I lasted maybe one week. One week. I was, was scared of that guy. Sure. And that barn, that barn, I, I wanted no part of it. I wanted no part of that barn. <laughs> 120 degrees. About a week. You're like, I'll take a 200-year-old schoolhouse that's 100% haunted, but this barn can go fuck off. Uh, that, was a, that was a weird place back there. That street that was on was next to the railroad tracks, and there was a quarter mile straightaway. And my dad and their friends who went to Penn Ridge, uh, they said back in the 70s, they used to use it as a racetrack. Like a quarter oh, racetrack. Nice. In, instead of a metal guardrail, there's a top of the hill, and then it and it turned, and then it dropped off to the railroad tracks. And back in the day, they put up a wood fence. The wood fence was still broke from where cars went down in there. And they said they said kids. Did, did we drive on the railroad track? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wow! Even when I got my bicycle <laughs> and I used to like cruise around, there was something about that area back there that didn't feel right. Wow. So we had uh previously we had a guy on the show, his name was Todd Wyden, right? And he was from Connecticut. And one of his first jobs is he worked on a tobacco farm, right? Where they would hang and dry leaves and oh. like and then they would bundle them and all that stuff. So kind of very similar to what you're yeah. doing. Oh, yeah. And he would say, like, one, the barn had to be heated to dry out to to dry out the stuff. So you're in the summer, it's already hot as hell. And then you're going into this barn and that's burning you up. Like, and you're a kid and there's probably fumes everywhere and all that stuff. So wait, what kind of weeds were they growing though? Like just Matt, I don't Matt, I don't freaking know. Who knows, man? Like wildflowers? Okay. Chad, I bet you if you go out around your house, I bet you it's it's just like that. I bet it's whatever. Yeah, it's probably wild wildflowers and stuff. Oh, okay i see okay so well, no, but matt great question because there's this guy right and i don't know when he started it but that would be that would be awesome to find out he must one day i bet he went out on his farm looked around at all the wild grass growing how do you come up with that idea hey let's put that down let's bundle it and let's see what it looks like if we add some food dyes or, or whatever there's money i remember seeing like the women right probably moms grandmas whatever they would, they would probably come from Lansdale, Perkasie, so like who they would come from all over. That place was busy all the time. If you dye the weeds, they will come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, like they will. Well, Apparently so. Yeah, I'm trying to picture like what it would even like just a weed. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't like know. a dried flower. Women are fucking like, weird with the shit they want to buy. Let me tell you. Dried flowers. Hey, take it easy. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty. It's a good aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would look great in our guest bathroom. Yeah, all right, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's got to go with the theme of the house. But either way, let's keep it moving. So, okay. Um, so after but- that, so hey, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll tell a little bit of a story here. And if you want to, yeah. go ahead and Chad, you do the same for me. So after I quit that, my mom said, "Yeah, that's all right. You don't got to work down there." Next thing, weed whacker, weed whacker at the schoolhouse, quarter acre property. My mom mowed the grass with the push mower, so I I didn't want to she wouldn't let me do that, but it was weed whacker. So every summer, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, weed whacking, weed whacking, weed whacking. My dad was a, a a carpet installer. So same thing, 10, 11, 12, summertime, 
Ian, back of the van, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. We would drive to Frenchtown, New Jersey. We would drive, uh, I don't know where else we would pick up the carpet. We would take me with me as his helper, right? Miser- absolutely miserable, horrible. Yeah, yeah. And as I got older, he would tell me, hey, I made you come to work with me. So it would give you something to think about. Maybe you want to go to college. And no one in my family had gone to college, right? Yeah. Did that. And then first real job, which I refuse to answer on your, your questionnaire. I think my, I put my answer down as it's complicated. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First real job, 13 years old, a bus boy at Plain and Fancy Diner on 309 in Quakertown. Mm-hmm. And that that was like legit, like thirteen, dude. Mom, you had your working mom, papers. Mom and dad pick you up Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, maybe like a weeknight after school or whatever. It was all like, under what, the table. What grade? Uh, actually, I don't even know. Now, dude, it, you're in eighth grade at that point, right? How do you have six jobs before you're in high school? That's, <laughs> That's why I say it's complicated. Do you, you guys don't even understand how many, I've had a lot of jobs in my life. I mean, yeah. you know, there is no exaggeration there. Yo, you drive up to Quakertown three or nine. I've worked in probably over fifty percent of those establishments. So, so you're in. Okay, so you're thirteen, plain and fancy. So from the time we get into high school until you're into college, like what are the couple jobs and stuff that you did then through your high school? Sure, sure. Um, plain and fancy, uh, Myers Restaurant. Or no, that's good. Plain and fancy movie theater, right? But mm-hmm. butter popcorn, serving sodas. Um, Little Caesars Pizza which I walked out because the regional manager came in. I had stubble on my face. I was probably 15. And she said, here's 20 bucks. Go buy a razor. You have to shave. And I looked at her. I said, what are you talking about? I'm 15 years old. I make peeps at Little Caesars. I took her 20 bucks and I was out. I called my boys. And I said, hey, <laughs> like, this is enough money to never come back here again. Never, ever. Uh, Little Caesars, uh, another diner, Myers Restaurant. So to start off dishwasher, they liked me. Went up to food prep, mm-hmm. made the best mashed potatoes in Upper Bucks County at 16 years old. Oh, shit. Money, money. Mash, uh, yeah. Moved up to line cook, right? Flip, flip, flipping some food on the line there. Um, How did that, you like, I'll tell you, getting into the, like, the restaurant industry as a whole, like, when you're a kid going out to a restaurant, it's like a time and experience. But when yeah. you start working in restaurants, especially in the kitchens, that's some real motherfuckers you're in there with. And like, that's like, that. it's like a lot of locker room talk because it's mostly guys and it's like, there's rules that you have to adhere to and like the quality of your work matters and things like that. And like, you gotta, you gotta Big know deal. how to bust balls and- Big and, deal shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and also like, if you're young at that time and hanging, they're all older guys, they all got fucking stories and talking about- you know, getting with chicks and drugs. You don't stand a chance, dude. You don't yeah. stand a chance. But like those guys are like, they're like, the, dude, I did the same thing. I was busting. I was going to say, there's only yeah. two ways you know that. If you date yourself or if you had guests on your show that told yeah. you about no, it. No, yeah, no, dude. I've been, I worked in restaurants forever. And yeah, I was busting tables when I was in eighth grade. So like 13. So yeah, dude, no, it's, I'm, I'm with you, but it's, but it's cool. But ch- but cooks are cool, man. Like they're smoking, they're ch- hanging out, they're telling stories, they're busting balls, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like so so okay. So what was the deal there? Like how did you like at a young age being in the restaurant industry? You know, especially back of the house. I mean, for me, it was cool. I think I had uh, I think I had two or three buddies who already worked there. Right, Chad, right. Jason Berger worked there. Um, I think John Paul worked there. Nice. Right, we were all dishwashers, so we all like. They would work, he would work Monday night. John would work Tuesday night. I'd work Wednesday night. Jason was so like, we had our thing. Like it was part of our, our deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we'd drop each other off after school. So that, that was all good, man. That was all good. That was a fine job. There were some older, older girls in our, in high school, grades above us. They were, they were waitresses there. So Love got to it. meet some new people that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Love it. Um, that lasted a little while. You know, I think I did a, a pretty solid job there, but you know, I wasn't the greatest kid, uh, from probably uh, 10th grade on, right. I think 12th grade chat. I look back, I'm proud of, of, of who we were in 12th grade, but I don't know about before that. So Every that, job at that, restaurant, that job at that restaurant was like my highlight, right? Like, Nobody, nobody liked me. Nobody looked at me and said, oh, you got potential or I want you around. But the cook at that restaurant said, hey, Ian, come here, get over here. I need your help. Let me show you how to do this. And I was all about it. So, yeah, yeah. no, dude, no, I'm with you. I found, I found the same thing, too. Like, you know, old man kind of wasn't around and you kind of look for like older brother slash father figures where you can. And like you really wow. fall into the like you really fall into those relationships or like going under someone's wing means a oh, lot yeah. to you. And like, you really take time to listen and look up to those people. I've had a ton of those relationships and they're super beneficial. And I kind of, you kind of really look forward to them. You know what I mean? And yeah, like what, what you just brought up right there has been a, a, a huge, huge part of my life. And I mean, I mean a big, big deal. I actually just had a guy when I started in aviation at, uh, back in Perkasie on the helicopters, mm-hmm. this old gunny sergeant in the Marine Quarter, Marine Corps. He actually just called me out of nowhere uh, two weeks ago. Oh, nice. This guy, he's 73 years old. And he said, Ian, I've been thinking about you. And wow. I said, Ed, it's great to hear your voice, man. I've been thinking about you too. So yeah. what you just said, it's a really, that's a big deal, man. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And but do you find those people along? I'll tell you, we have a co-host on the pop on our other show that airs on Fridays at noon every week, and it's available on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. Uh, but we have our, our second show, our sister show. There's a co-host on there. His name's Burn Podcasty, and he was that guy for me for a long time. Still kind of is like kind of an older brother figure in a way where you're like, Hey, I got this question or this problem and you can go to them and talk to them and then just like cash it out. Or if you just got a bullshit or whatever, man, you know what I mean? Like those guys are, they're invaluable and they're awesome. Yeah, but they are. Real quick. Uh, we're coming to everyone's new favorite segment. It's time for Jada's questions, asking some questions, Jada's questions, a new favorite segment. Jada's question segment. Followed by Jamie. All right. So, uh, Ian, Justin's going to ask you some questions. You're going to give him some answers, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Jadub, take it away. Do you have any nemesis? Do you have a nemesis? Who do you hate the most? I'll tell you who I hate the most. Woody Allen. Fuck him. You know what? You know what? Hey. That's a that's a mm-hmm. perfectly that's a perfectly timed question for for us being here right now. Honest to God, truth, and this might be a stretch. Chad was my nemesis for a little while, and that's why. Oh, that's why. In two, Chad, when do we separate? Maybe around oh eight, oh seven, oh eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. Picked a fight. Chad and I worked at the same place for about two, three, about three years, and there was something I saw in him that that it stirred up something night dark in me, right? Sure. So everyone gets that with Chad, though, right? You know what I mean? Come on, it's like this thick, good-looking jawline son of a bitch. Hey, hey, Matt, Matt, good point, good point. That fight I picked with you, I think, was in the making for a long time. That was in the making for a long time. I it was, used, huh? I used to dream about it when I would stay the night in your guest room at your parents' house. Jesus, oh, man. So, hey, that, so that's, that's like, I had stuff. no idea. I thought you were right. Oh, no, yeah, really. Let's I blindsided him hard that day, hard. So to answer your question, Adam, if I had to pick anyone, it was Chad because 
because I was mad, I was angry. I took it out on him, my friend, and and I, I I let him I let him walk away for years and years and years and years and years. And it it, it always bothered me. I said, me and him, what were you mad at? What I said, were you mad at? Me and Chad, we are opposite people. I I was right to start that fight, and it's me against him. And if he ever wants to come back and talk about it, I'm I'm right here waiting, right here waiting. Sorry, Chad. What, 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 what were you what, mad at? Yeah. Um. So I think so. Chad and I. We, we met when we were, what, about 15 years old? And we immediately became friends. We had a group of friends we were in. And it was obvious to me that Chad and I were brought up in, in very different families and very different worlds. And um, and I knew that, but it never bothered me, right? It never bothered me. It wasn't a big deal, right? We had all kinds of friends. Mm-hmm. From different, uh, different Mutual. Right, right, right. Um, but there came to a point, I think, when I started spending a lot more time with Chad. I think probably when you went to when I went off to Kutztown, when you come home for the summers, got a swimming pool at his house, um, which I thought was a, a huge deal. But I spent above, above ground or in ground? No, it was in ground. Oh, yeah. My parents moved to a new place. When I was eighteen, they moved into a new house and an in ground yeah. pool. It was great. Yeah, oh. I think so. I spent a lot of time over there, and uh, and I enjoyed it. I was like, it was like a nice life for me to be over there. His his, his parents were very friendly. Uh, they took to me, I took to them. Yeah. And then you know, Chad and I really, we got, we developed a good relationship. Um, I used to spend a lot of time over there. So I came back from Mammoth with, with my future wife. I brought her back to Philly and uh, Chad reached out to me and I was just doing landscaping and, and whatnot, just trying to start the life over back here. And he reached out and he said, Hey man, like, you know, I can probably, you know, give, fill out this resume or whatever and application and I could probably put in a word for you. So he did, it worked and off we went. And I hated that life. It was an office job. It, I was I was in a cubicle, and I had just come from working on an eleven thousand foot mountain in the in the Sierra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I did my best. I tried to assimilate, but there's just there was something about it. And like I wouldn't see Chad often in the office, but when I did, I looked at him differently. Right. And and I still don't know why. Right. He didn't do anything. You did this to me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you made me I, work I'll, here. I'll, t- I'll tell I had you. To- I had the iron pants this morning. Uh, what the fuck? What the hell's going on here? I'll, I'll tell you, Ian. You know, like he. Dad, I, I mean, I, can you be, can you believe this guy? He introduced you to his family. He would have you over for parties at the pool. He, he his parents liked you. He was a oh. super nice guy. He got you a job when you came back to town. Like he was fucking asking for it. This guy, oh, huh? How about yeah. it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And now these you you like that. I actually I feel really bad. I'm sorry, but Matt, you're right. Dude, screw him, dude. Who's he? Oh, right? oh yeah, he's totally asking for help. I didn't need <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, how well, dare you? Well, how dare you try to befriend this man, Chad? God, <laughs> we were probably getting into our late twenties, right? And if you guys think back, like at different ages, at different parts of your life, like you, you think differently, you talk differently, for you, sure. act differently, you sure. have different ideals, yeah. different values. And I think maybe I was in a, I was in a point in my life where there were certain things I didn't really understand and. Yeah. And if I could put the weight on one idea, it would be this. I never liked working, right? Ever since the first time. I hated working. I didn't like having a job. Like yeah. there was something about it that never felt right with me. I was always like a like a free spirit type guy, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I looked at Chad and he had been there for a while now and he was doing well. He was successful. Mm-hmm. He was well liked. Yeah. He had the same charisma that he had when we were teenagers and now a broader audience was seeing that from him. Yeah. And, and I, I had similar, right? Like I was doing very well at the same company. Well, I looked at him and I said, fuck this guy. I said, where is the chat? <laughs> where 
here's the Chad that I was friends with when we were kids. This job sucked. I hate wearing this tie. Why can't he look at me and just wink at me and say, "Hey, this it's will all be an act." Yeah. More years, and then we'll, and then me and you are gonna we're gonna sit down. We're gonna talk. We're gonna have fun again. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But there was something about it that angered me. And one day we were at a picnic and we were talking probably about money, about responsibility, about who knows what. And he said something or I said something that was totally polar opposites. Yeah. And it triggered something inside of me. And I just all the all the bad things that made up who I was came out. And yeah. I looked at him and said, Chad, you don't know shit about life. You don't know what you're talking about. You got everything all wrong. And I used that. And I held strong to it, and and we didn't. I we didn't talk for years after that. Didn't I, talk. Yeah. I, I, and I got mad. I got mad a little bit. Sure. You know, from, from that. Oh, my, all, all of our friends were mad. They're like, Ian, you're an asshole. Like, dude, what's your deal, dude? And I didn't give a shit. I'm like, nope. I'm not. I'm not wrong. I'm right. This life is hard. He didn't do what he needed to do to get where he's at. He's fucking. It was just a weird thing. It was. It was a really. Yeah. Thing, so to, to be, yeah, I mean, he's my nemesis. To be honest, dude, I, I know exactly what you're talking about in a way like, one, office politics is its own thing. And it does, sure. like, it change, but it, it, it forces, it's in a way, like, I think you were impartially mad at, like, being forced into conforming to the way of office politics. Because right. I've been in the same boat with that. Like, it drives you up the fucking wall, dude. It you drives you up the wall. Chad was better at it than me. And I think that's, that's maybe what made me mad. Exactly. He was- he assimilated better. He and I never expected that from him. And I yeah. didn't, I was like caught off guard, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The office, dude. Office politics, it can turn things. Also, too, like if you're in your late 20s, like to be honest, dude, you're still at the phase of like, like you fucking, you will pick a hill to die on. You know what I mean? That was my hill. That was my hill. I'm picking but you know what? Go ahead, but you know, even even then, even then when that happened, you know, I still I understood what what you were what Ian was going through. Like I understood that, you know, and, and I didn't know I, I was like he told me that when we first reconnected. And when he said that to me, I was like, that blew my mind. I'm like, wow, you you knew what was going on? Because I was like yeah, it took you two years to figure was, out what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew, and I, and I knew because Ian and I were really great friends, like growing up, and I always had a tremendous amount of respect. We had a, t- a lot of fun together and spent a yeah. lot of time together. Yeah. And I knew, like, you're trying to, you're, you're finding your way, and you're finding yourself, and you're developing a career, and there's, mm-hmm. you know, stumbling blocks that you have to overcome, and there's yes. some successes, and there's stressors, and there's the mm-hmm. politics, and then there's the evaluation process of working uh, in a co- corporation. You know, you know, so all of that are pressures and you have your life pressure of figuring mm-hmm. out where you who you are and who you you want to be and are going to be and what you're great at and so so i get that and sometimes things uh, come to a head so yeah, while I did a big role well, in that i brought my wife back she's from southern california yeah. she moved with me back to philly culture shock i mean it wasn't an easy time in my life so no. yeah yeah no but I, but right. I, I i understood that you know I, I but i had that but i but i also knew you you know and i knew yeah. I knew like the kind of person you are, and I had, I oh, still had love for you through all that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, J-Dub, uh, was, J-Dub, you win, you win uh, awards for question of the year, but you never thought a simple question like that would uh, would go into that answer. Honestly, you're the first, first person time. whose nemesis, yeah, you're the first person whose nemesis is on the actual episode with that. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> choice for an answer. That's my boy. What, what movie right, have you going. seen the most? Oh, great question. Ooh. Movie you've Ooh. seen the most. I like that. I like that. Uh, oh, and I like movies. I like books. I like movies. Same. Um, Same. Man, let's go. I have, a, I have an answer to that too. Off the top, of my, head, off the top of my head, Shawshank Redemption's right there. 
Mm-hmm. No matter when it's on, I'll always try to find a, a part of it to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got it. I think I got to answer this, Chad. And don't be mad at me. They're the fucking doors with Val Kilmer. The fucking oh, doors. Great, great film. I will, great. I will watch Val that. Val Kilmer was so If that is on good. the TV, we will, we will try and watch it. Dude, I'll tell you, that's a guy that never gets the really credit he deserves. Val Kilmer is a Ooh. fucking phenomenal actor. A, Tombstone. Tombstone, oh, Willow, yeah. fucking yeah. the doors. Like this guy's just hit after hit after hit. Yeah. Dude, even like Top Gun is Iceman. You fucking hate. Like, he he dude. was a great supporting role. Batman, correct? Yeah. I think that's why Batman. So, like, was Batman. He did with with Morrison. I think really kind of it really kind of spoke to me. Right, my dad. That movie came out. I think in ninety three, maybe ninety two. I think I was thirteen years old. Dude, my fucking dad took me to the movie theater in Montgomeryville to see that movie when it That's came out. That's an awkward movie to watch with your parents. <laughs> yo, yo, this is the end. Yo, dad, wait, what? what? <laughs> I tell my dad, I go, hey, I go, you, you know, you you ruined my life, right? Like you did this, you did all of this to me. Whatever's wrong with me is because of that moment. Yeah. Is there uh what is on? Just go oh, yeah, yeah, Matt. What's what's yeah, what's your no? I want your I want everyone else's answers first. What do you have, Justin? What's your uh, it's probably who framed Roger Rabbit. That's up. Oh, there. that's a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. I, thought, oh, I love it. I've seen it so many times. So, yeah. that, is that because of Roger? Is that because of Roger or because of Jessica Rabbit? J Dub. Nah, that's because of Roger. Yo. I love it. Okay. Why? Okay. All the times you pulled my ears? Yeah, all the times <laughs> I pulled your ears, Roger. <laughs> James, what about you? Oh, I don't know. Um, What's the first think... thing that comes to mind? Yeah, what do you see the most? It's usually a kid. It's usually a movie when you're a kid because, like, that's when you would watch like a movie yeah. seven times in a day. <laughs> like, oh, I was say, oh, you know what? I the South Park movie. I literally wow. when it came out, I watched <laughs> it like twenty times. What would in Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 on VHS, on VHS. Classic. So I had to rewind it every yeah. time. Classic. Yeah, you got some twisted co-hosts on this show. Totally yeah, right. hey man, that's why it works. What about you, Chad? What's your what's your movie? Oh man! Well, one thing I always used to watch was uh, Dumb and Dumber. I used to watch oh, that like, all through college. That's a good you know, one through, too. Yeah, yeah. Before like tests and stuff, it would just put me in the right mindset. It would loosen mm-hmm. things up, you know. And the the the, the it was it was funny, you know. So I like that. Natural Born Killers. I watched a ton too. There's oh, something about that movie, man. man. And a lot of those. Chad. What's that? When's the last time you saw that? Oh, probably a couple months ago. It was on. You know, I watched that it. Great. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, to, I like yeah. a lot of the Quentin Tarantino stuff. Mm. A lot of the Tarantino so stuff. So good. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, I'm with you. I mean, for me, it's tough. Uh, on the Waterfront's up there. Raging Bull's up there. And then, uh, but even like as a kid, like you were saying, Justin, like Mighty Ducks D2. A million fucking times I've seen it. The Sandlot, million fucking times I've seen yeah. that one. You know, like so. Even Hook, I've seen Hook a million times. Oh, like, yeah. But there, but oh, dude, yeah. I used to love even like I remember. You remember? Did you ever see the movie Dogma? It's a Kevin yeah. Smith. It's a Kevin Smith. Oh movie. yeah, Kevin Smith yeah. I dude, that was the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw, and I like I saw it at the exact right time because I was like 14, 15, and I fell in fucking love with Jay and Silent Bob. And I like, dude, <laughs> yeah. I legit we watched that movie like every like we I would always put it on to go to sleep. I fucking adored that movie. Yeah. I absolutely I would great. watch it all. I I really really 
like Kevin Smith was a big, big like influence on me. And Morris. that was, that was like the first one I ever saw. And then even like when I would like start dating girls, I'd have them come over and we'd have Kevin Smith marathons and we'd start with like <laughs> clerks, mall rats, chasing Amy dogma. And eventually Jane silent Bob strike back. And there's, there you go, that's a move. there's no way that works for you. Right, Matt? No way. No I, way. uh, I lost my virginity to men in black. So yeah, it didn't really work. You know? Here come the men in black. <laughs> Wait, did you see the new Jay and silent Bob? They made a new one. No, like, I didn't recently. No, I forget what it was on. Uh, it's it was not good. Very good. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> so it's new. Jane silent Bob strike back. I'll tell you, no. Clerk, Clerks Two was so fucking good. That really? Was, oh, okay. Clerks Two was hilarious. I fucking pissed myself. Is there uh is there anything like dumb that you like put together as an adult? Like it finally like clicked and you figured yeah, it out. Justin, I'll give you a I'll give you a trauma. reference point. I uh I'm like sitting at dinner and it, I realize I'm like 18. I hadn't seen the movie since I was like seven, but I realized the beginning of uh look who's talking it just like i was like it was calm i get around singing i get around oh it was sperm it's going to an egg it's how they make mikey that's what the fuck it was and i'm sitting at like an olive garden with my family and in my head i'm just like it was calm it was calm that's what it was the beginning of the movie come did you oh, know that's that good. that's good Man, or like I, you realize that a, a pickle is actually just a cucumber. Like you know, what did, is there anything that you figured out late in life that you realized? And uh, like, oh shit! Justin admitted to not knowing how to spell the word trauma, and he works. At, he worked at a hospital. Oh, I figured that out like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a U in there for like no reason. This is wild. I was like, you're North Penn guy too, Justin. You're North Penn guy too. Sure. Yeah, is. yeah. I skipped. I skipped 52 days of 11th grade. I was 80. Yeah. You I hit 80? Uh, you have to repeat the grade. I got expelled in, from two uh, high schools, guys. Let's not brag about <laughs> Okay, so hold on. Let me pause right there. Three comments right there within 10 seconds. Hey, no business being on a podcast. No business allowing other people, strangers, to hear what we're talking about. You guys do understand that, right? Right, right, right. There's no reason to be influenced by anything that we say. I mean, if coming from a scholastic standpoint, like I've, I mean, college, are you fucking kidding? Never even sniffed it. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, no, uh, barely, barely got through high school, but Hey, I fucking graduated. So, you know, nib high football rules. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. School doesn't write your path. Hey, that's it, man. That's it, dude. I'll tell you. What did you, uh, what'd you figure out late in life? Man, Justin, question man i think it's great but like my life has been the last like four or five years of my life have been uh very different and so many things have gone through here that i have an answer for that and i probably have multiple answers i can't think of anything right now off the top of my head dude like it's so obvious you know it's so obvious when you can't think of it do you want uh do you want a gross question or a nice question nice uh, yeah let's go nice let's go nice what's the last good deed you did for a stranger Ooh, i like that I like that. Um, anything, anything nice you did for somebody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want you want uh you want an answer that combines nice and gross? Yeah. <laughs> Not so long shit. ago, this lady let her dog shit on the sidewalk right in front of my driveway, and dog shit is like a huge pet peeve of mine. So the nice thing I did was <laughs> pet peeve. I picked, <laughs> I picked it up for it, right? Yeah. That was a nice thing I did, right? After I asked her, 
She said no. And I didn't, I didn't ask her again. I just did it for her. The gross thing was what I did with it afterwards. Oh, what'd you do? Let's just say this. That lady will never let her dog shit in front of anybody's house ever again. Fucking good. Fuck her. Her? <laughs> no. Oh, come on, bro. I'm better than that. <laughs> no, he gave him put it in a sandwich and she ate it. Duh. <laughs> No, no, I'm better than that too. What'd you do? Back no. like the bag on fire? No, 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 no. Uh, that's a good, great question. You know why? Because I doing nice things is I like I enjoy doing that. I don't do it as much as I should. But um, I think as you get older in life, and especially if you're blessed with a nice life, like say Chad and I are, and I would assume the three of you are as well. Um, I think it's important to really kind of to kind of dig deep if it doesn't come natural to you because it does not come natural to me at all mm-hmm. um, and, and do nice things uh, for other people. Um, it doesn't matter if it's for y- your wife, your son, grandpa, whatever, a stranger in the community. I just think it's it, it's like a, it's part of our responsibility, I think, as Agreed. as a human being, you know. Agreed. No, you yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah. You should take advantage of it. People. Agreed. Agreed. No, that does go a long way. You should be if, being a good person should be on your list, no matter what your circumstances are. I agree. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So, okay, Justin, the, one more question. Yeah. Um. Is uh is space fake? Is there like a ferment, a layer of water above the earth in which no one's ever escaped from? Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I knew it. I, I go. Knew I go. It. I go, if these guys are assholes, they're going to come up with something as soon as they hear I work for SpaceX. I go, nah, they won't. Either they're not smart enough or or they're going to be nice. Fuck you, dude. Admit <laughs> it, yo. Admit that space is fake. Justin, you dipshit. All right, let's and get James. Fake. I just have one last. My, my final question, as always, is, uh, Ian, do you have any questions for me? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot. You only have one. Do you have a question? Mm. How much weed do you smoke on a daily basis, or what kind of regulated do you want to know? <laughs> Never mind. That's usually like a gram a day, and plus sometimes I get a week. That's a California question. I don't. I don't really need to know. Rock out with like a gram a day. Uh, yeah. you, told me, you told me your age. Uh, married, kids, girlfriend. Um, uh, I have Is a girlfriend it, of a seven girlfriend years. That's way, way too good looking for him. Way too and good way, looking. That's what we hear. Way too good of a person. That's what we hear. All right. All right. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So that's yeah. my question, and and now that you said you gave me the the timeline on that, um, married ring, like what are you doing, bro? Hey, why don't you cut that gram down to half a gram and go buy a ring and, and get on with it? That's All right, great Dad. advice. You're that's right. It. Come on, Matt. Dude, I told him I was go. like, bro, you need to fucking lock that lock that player up. Like franchise that player <laughs> so you do not lose him in free agency. Put on the franchise yeah. tag. Yeah. Right. You need to franchise tag her. Yeah. Right yeah. So, I haven't been home so. in a while, man, so I'm not really sure what's going on back there. But uh, I'll tell you what, dude. If if you if this girl is what these guys say she is, I wouldn't really mess around with that, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, her episode's available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. Wow. The Veronica Cavella episode. It's a great, great time. Uh, yeah, my, my wife will block that. Block that <laughs> um. But yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, um, you know, we support you and love you, whatever you do, but you're a fucking idiot. You should marry her. Either way, let's keep it moving. Uh, Jane, do you have a question for our guest? All right. Uh, what accomplishment accomplishments are you most proud of? Oh, that's, thank you for asking me that. Um, it's been the fake say, space. Yeah, I would say, um, <laughs> oh, man. So like for work, so like, like I've done a couple of things that I look back on and I say, wow, like that's pretty cool that like you were able to do that. And it's really cool that like you can, you can tell someone you did that. And like, if, you know, if they want to talk about it or appreciate it, like 
it's a it's a topic it's a thing like it's a it's a good conversation so um when I, the first job i got uh when the stock when the market crashed in 08 i lost my job um at the company i worked for with chad and um i, it, I was devastated it was a devastating time for me and i kind of had to re, rebuild myself reinvent myself and i got a job uh building uh, custom cabinets for 12 dollars an hour at the age of i think 30 or, or 31 that's tough um, and then I found my way into a, a company called Carson Helicopters in uh, Perkasy, Pennsylvania. It had been around for a long time. Uh, it was owner operated. Some old man, Frank Carson, decided to buy some old uh, big ass helicopters, refurbish them and, uh, and use them for construction, search and rescue, firefighting. Um, I got a job there, low level, $14 an hour. Uh, working on the big rotor blades um, that went on the helicopters. And on the front edge of that rotor blade, it's called the leading edge, the edge that, that hits the air. Yeah. It was a solid nickel piece. And my job was I took a, a custom weight, a sanding block that they built. It weighed 17 pounds. And I used to have to install sandpaper onto it. And for eight, nine, 10 hours a day, I would sand the rotor blades. They were 17 feet long. And I would sand them. And I would sand them. I would go... I would go 80 grit. I would go 220 grit. I would then I would go Scotch Brite all day, sand all day, all day long. I dropped down to 188 pounds. Yeah, I had stomach muscles. It was dope, right? Yeah. Found out after I did one, a set with six of them. I found out a couple of months after I did the set, the helicopters that we built are the same kind of helicopter that the president of the United States flies in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. At the time, I think it was uh, Obama. The The set that I sanded and, and polished and finished got installed onto the president's helicopter. Shut nice. up. So, so I thought that was like a pretty a pretty neat thing, right? Like, that's... like, like to build something like your workmanship. Yeah. Like, where it went to like that was kind of that was dude. Dude, that is exactly what we were talking about on this show. Right. Like yeah, that's exactly is, what we were talking about. The president gets into this helicopter. We all see it. Yeah, Who wild. put that shit together? Who got Ian. the parts? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's I guys did. like Ian out there that are <laughs> yeah. making, they're building this world around us that we get to live in. And it's, yeah. I love, that's what I love hearing. I love hearing that. Yeah, stuff. That's crazy. So, then, okay. uh, so then my next answer would be this. So uh, left Philly, right? California after my son was born. No job out here. But I, I made such an impression on a number of guys in the aviation community and from Washington State, Oregon. And as soon as I got to California, I got multiple offers to come up there and work and, and rebuild helicopters up there. Um, I did that for a little bit. The wife did not want me to travel anymore. She said, you need to be home. You need a normal job. Well, the normal job was SpaceX in Los Angeles. I, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I liked what I was doing. Here I was. Working on in Hawthorne, LA for SpaceX, uh, 2013. I was employee number 2,500, maybe building uh, the Dragon space capsule that would go to the International Space Station to send cargo up to the astronauts up there. Now I worked night shift for the first time in my life because I got extra money to do it, and that was the wildest two years oh. I have never spent in my entire life. Now we could go into that. That's a whole nother story. But you want to talk about being proud of something, actually doing something important. I took that one opportunity and I did the absolute most I could do with it. So I told you guys, I never liked work. I absolutely, I, I hate work. I can't stand it. 
But I took work at every job along the way, ever since the first ones I told you. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do in this life. I don't think I have any natural talents. I really don't have any goals, aspirations. Like the life for me was kind of a joke, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I found out not too long ago, um, I have, uh, I have depression. I'm a depressed person. I, I, I have major depression. And I kind of knew something was off, right, my entire life. But I never really cared because I learned how to cope with it and deal with it and yeah. go to work and work. Yeah. And do something with my life. Yeah. So, Functioning. Back, and I look back and I realize that's actually what happened. I hated working, couldn't stand it every step of the way. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I made this decision early on and I said, you know what? If you're going to work, right? Like if you can't do what you want to do with your life, which was like, which was like move to Big Sur, get a hippie girlfriend and try to write a book on the beach, right? Like mm -hmm. that wasn't happening. So. <laughs> go to work. And I said, you know, screw it. Like this job sucks. Like, I don't really care about like what happens with my life. But what happens if I do try my best? At and that's the way I approached every single job. And that winds up being the adventure of your life. All of a sudden, all of a sudden in about 2000, I don't know, 2014, I get called to a meeting and there's uh, ex-astronauts, there's astronauts' wives from the Challenger, um, engineers that have been in the aerospace community for a very, very long time. And they give us a presentation on failed man mission. And it was all about how simple man mistakes um, cause catastrophe and people lose lives. And that's a real, it's real. Mm -hmm. Like your work and what you do affects lives of A, the people around you and B, people that you'll, you'll never even come close to meeting. Yeah. And when I got done with that, looking and listening to that presentation, um, I, I, I think if I wasn't crying, I wanted to. And I looked at one of my main engineers and they said, they had said right before we left, they said, this is what you will be doing. We are going to build the same space capsule we build now, but instead of putting cargo on it, we're going to put the next American astronauts on it. We're not going to pay Russia to send our astronauts up anymore. You're going to send them up. No shit. And I left that meeting and I said, I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> I knew how we built those previous space capsules, right? Like it was, you guys, if you guys would have saw some of those nights there, 2 a.m. in that, in the factory, you guys would have, you guys would have enjoyed it, I think. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that, right? Like the smallest, smallest mistake. Well, if you guys do your research, look at how those space shuttles blew up. They blew up by the most random things you could ever imagine. It's one right? little it's hair out of line. Yeah. So, so I did that, right? And then... I moved up here. I launched rockets. I would go out to Cape Canaveral. Uh, SpaceX was the first company in the history of the world to launch a rocket um, into space, which I think is real, J-Dub. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's real. Into space and then have it come back down and land and then reuse it and do it again. Prior to that, all the rockets that I've ever launched and put satellites up there crashed into the ocean or burned up in the atmosphere. When they landed that the very first rocket, they called me to come out to Cape Canaveral to, to check it out and look at it and start working on it. Me and maybe like three other guys. Wow. Like, that That's was, awesome. That was an achievement, right? Yeah. Uh, after that, I got asked to move to Florida, to Cape Canaveral, to actually work on the space capsules that were designed and built for the astronauts. And that was a, that was a, um, that was like a, a high thing to be asked to do that. Right. Um, I took my wife out there. She was like, nah, we're not moving to Florida. Uh, <laughs> So just kind of the combination of those things 
Um, That's incredible, man. Yeah, it was. It, it's been. It's been a pretty mind blowing trip. Uh, th- think I, about I, I, this. I, I built that. So that picture right there is one of the space capsules, the Dragon Space Capsule that I built, and it's docked at the International Space Station, um, which is that top dark gray portion right there. Dude, so, think yeah. about this, right? Think about this. How many people can say that they've touched something or worked on something like not let alone touch something but worked on something that's yeah. been to space, um, space. awesome and, and you know what and matt you know what um yeah we and i have asked myself that and me and the co-workers we have asked ourselves that and prior to that like i said i never really cared about work it was always just kind of a necessity right yeah yeah this, man. like there's so many other better lives to live out there like i do why why do you have to go to a job like this sucks right? Dude, on it, yeah honestly and, man and it got to a point it got to a point where we kind of started looking at each other while we're at work saying like what the fuck are we doing like <laughs> what are we doing here like the, like they used to let me and this other this crazy dude my best friend kelly up here this, this dude's freaking dope they used to let me and him be the last people to actually work on the rocket, like fix some things and then button it up before it launched. Me oh, and this and this, wow. this, this, this California dude, this character, right? <laughs> so like we would be like, dude, do you know how many people on the planet do what we do? And that was a that was a real question. And there's a real answer to that. And that number right, and the answer is that 10. number is low. There is like a real sense of responsibility when you're the like oh, yeah. I, I I touched it last. Like whoever touched it last did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah, might have yeah. just you might have just screwed the last bolt on the door, oh, but if that thing oh, blows oh, up, you're like he touched it last. He he was doing stuff to it. And guess what? Hey, and I've seen it. I've seen so we've had a couple um failures and we we've watched live a rocket blow up, right? Hey, what do you think happens when that when that when everyone sees that? Everyone starts looking around. Who was the last one to touch it? What did you do? What did you do? What did you work on? It's a, that space capsule right there. That's uh that's like a 60 million dollar piece of hardware. Sixty million dollars. Because that I know that the rocket you're talking about that can land itself. So it's it looks like your standard rocket uh, standing upright lands perfectly back yeah, where right. it was launched from, which is insane. Yeah, we but just the, did one uh, uh, where I used to work right out here on this launch pad. They just did it two nights ago, or no, Friday night. Friday night of last week they just did it. Hey, in, when that comes back down, it breaks the sound barrier and the sonic boom that you hear is fucking intense. The house rattles, the windows shake. It's gnarly, dude. Whoa. Yeah, it's gnarly. gnarly, dude. I'll tell you, man, honestly, I'm fascinated by that stuff, and I'm really, really happy that you shared that with us. But we are we we are coming towards the top of time. Uh, I told I mean, you we need more than an hour and a half. I told you we're just getting I, started, boy. I know, I know, but we're going to the moon. We're going yeah, to, we are. to the moon. Up. You're, I'll send you to the moon. You're going to the moon, not me. I might be. Uh, I'm going to California. Oh, so yeah, hey, and when he gets here, you guys tell me what you want me to do with him. Yeah. Justin's <laughs> been to the moon earlier today, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, uh, fake, fake moon. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. But, uh, oh, but we are coming towards the top of time. Before we get out of here, though, uh ian i'll tell you me justin jamie and chad we're we're all on the same page with this but we would love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come back oh of course of course you know yes the answer is yes i definitely would you just let me know and uh honestly um i this was this was fun for me and 
if you can't tell, like I'm, I'm comfortable with this, which I find ironic because I just spent the last week with Chad. Like for me, uncomfortable. Uh, well, to, to tell my story, yeah, right? He's so your like, nemesis. When I watch Chad, who should be uncomfortable? I say, yeah, Chad, my bad. That that shouldn't have been the answer to that question. Oh, I should have said beautiful my, thing. My wife, I should have said my wife is my nemesis. Yeah. It's an um, equal thing, you know. Um, right. Love me, and hate like, are very close, right? Like this, huh? True. I listened to Chad. When you asked Chad some questions about his life, I, I heard him give some answers about things that I didn't even know about him. Right. And that really intrigued me. I said, wow, like, like this life is, is crazy. Like there are things that, that you think, you know, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And I heard Chad say some things and I said, man, like I have a story, right. Even though like, it's not a big deal to me. Like, and I would love to, like I have a blast, like going to the bar and having a couple of beers with the boys. Like, they, like we, the, the things we talk about, like we have, we it's have the a good best. Time. It's the best. So when Chad mentioned the idea of coming on here, it, I was, I was nervous. I was anxious. I, I was scared because for me to tell like a story about my life or whatever, like that's a, that's a meaningful, significant thing to me, right. All the way from, from the firewood, you know, to, to launching, you know, rockets into space. And if I ever, I always imagine if I ever had a chance to do it, like I wanted it to be like, I, I want to be perfect. I want it to be structured correctly, outlined correctly. I want to use the correct words. I want to, I want to tell the story in the best way I possibly could. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I like Ernest Hemingway and John Steinbeck. And, yeah. and I, I like that because those guys are good at telling stories. And I didn't think I'd be able to do that. And and I probably never will. Right. And Chad just said, you know, I know what you want. I know what you're asking for. And I know why you're nervous. And he goes, but don't, you don't have to worry about that. And he goes, he goes, I'm going to come on there with you. And he goes, you're not even going to. And I asked him, I said, I need you to come on there with me. Cause, cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're going to be good. You're going to be comfortable. You're going to be fine. And he was absolutely right. So I, I, would, I would come on again anytime. Oh, dude, thank you. That was great. Uh, but I do want to talk about this before we get out of here. I do want to shout out Thick Fit USA and my man, the man who put this all together, the main man, Chad Kilhefner. Chad, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I want to give a, l- a little message. Like, you can find Thick Fit USA on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything. We'll have links in the description for that. But Chad, what can we expect from Thick Fit USA going forward? And what's some big things you got coming up? Because I know you said you had, is the merch line coming or what? Yeah, we're going to do some some of that. We have that a t-shirt design. We're going to get some rash guards. I'm sure I still never got things. that t-shirt I yeah. want, Chad. Never that's, said that's, it to that's, that's because I'm waiting to bring it to you and deliver it in person. I'm waiting for my invite, Whoa. my friend. Whoa. The nemesis <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that it, it's all about, you know, being healthy, being strong, being fit, being dangerous, using it for good, right? Yeah. So all of that, and 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 that is mentally, it's physically, it's spiritually, it's putting a community together of like-minded people to help each other get better and to be support networks for one another, just like we were talking about today, and just like yeah. what you're doing at Working Perspectives Podcast. Now, I found my love, and something that changed my life was jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know, and how that really helped transform my body, helped me you know, uh, harness my, you know, uh, aggression, you know, and use it in a, in a positive way instead of going to drink or just, you know, doing things that might be self-destructive. How can we do things that are positive, that are, that are going to help you get better and sharing that. So I'm using jujitsu as an example and other things, but, you know, I, I want it to be a community and a place where people can come and hopefully share things that do that for them. Right. So come check it out on, uh, 
on Instagram and we're going to be doing some more stuff there, but uh, keep at it. You're, you're doing great work and thanks for everything that you're doing uh, and supporting the community. And, you know, with what you're doing with working perspectives, it's really a pleasure to, to watch you guys and see you guys grow. Oh, dude, you're the best man. Thank you. And yeah, no, dude, so happy for you. I love Thick Fit, love Thick Fit USA, love your message, love what you're trying to do. Dad, I, told you we, I told you I'd forget about Thick Fit USA. It's definitely me. That's I right. want to tell the story. Thick Fit USA and Chad and I reconnecting, that was a huge part of it, right? I told Chad, when he told me about that idea, I was 100% behind him. I told him, I'm his, I'm his first member, I'm signing up first. And that was a, the, the big deal, the themes behind that, the reasons behind that are, are, the, are why Chad and I kind of became friends again. Um, and I told him, I said, I said, I'm going to forget to talk about that. Tomorrow. I'm going to forget. All right. thick, fit, thick fit brings the people together. That's true. That's what we do. That's true. I gave him, I gave him shit about that name too. That name took I me love warm. it. Oh God. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. When you first brought it up, I was, like the, the reason behind it is like, you know, we roll thick, thick is a, uh, uh, as part of your thick body, your mind, it's yep. thick is in. And then USA best fucking country in the world. <laughs> USA. Come together. USA, all one word. Chad's got a lot of great things to say on there. Uh, speech and, and, and oh, it's a great follow. It's fantastic. Love you, Chad. Follow. Hey, you're doing a good job, buddy. Yeah. Every once in a while That's we pop up on there together. Right, Chad. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Lots of, yeah. lots of guests, lots of cameos. Yeah, no, I love it. And it's, we'll have a link in the description of this episode for that. Super excited to see what we have coming up from Thick Fit USA. Big fan. And dude, Chad, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And we've talked about this, about like building our ecosystem here, you know, and like you're one of the guys that I, one of the things I think and you, you know, we've all discovered this in life is there are a lot of people that will will say things and there's not so many people that will do things. And Chad, you're you're someone that's when you say something, you do it. And it's, you know, that's something you should be very proud of and hang your hat on. And, you know, the ecosystem you're building, it's it's great, man. I'm happy to be a part of it. So thank you so much for being back. This was so yeah. much fun. Um, true, man. It's very true. There's a lot of people out here where I live and who I've met in California. That's what they do, man. It's called an entrepreneur. And yeah. it's a big deal. It's a big deal to do something like that. Take balls, you know? Big it takes time. guts. It takes guts. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Jamie, what do you got to say before we get the hell out of here? Uh, well, thanks, Ian, for telling yeah. your story. Um, uh, that's all I have to say. Great. It job. was really interesting. It was interesting hearing it. Jamie, I'm we not going to lie. We just the surface, Jamie. We just scratched the surface. <laughs> really? I know. I want to know more about SpaceX. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, Jamie, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You always look great, but you are like crystal clear with your new weapon. Nice. Game. Love. I love it. 4K in effect. Fantastic. Uh, Justin, not looking as clear as Jamie, but uh, <laughs> what's going on? What do you got to say before we get out of here? I'd like to quote Ian from today's episode and just say from firewood to launching rockets into space. I was yeah. thoroughly entertained. Hey, go birds. <laughs> go birds. And go, go birds. birds. I was actually going to ask you that too. Yeah, you you repping, uh, you repping the went, birds out I went, there? I went to the Super Bowl, bro. Had a boy kid. Oh shit! Hey, yo, who goes to the Super Bowl? Some poor kid from Quakertown. Hey, you're damn right. You're damn yeah, right. It's a right. bold commitment. Goddamn right. Oh, I don't have the heart of it. Hey, Vegas this year, boys. I already told my dad I'm getting him a ticket. Hey, you guys, let's go. Let's do it. Dude, do it we'll do a way. live live shoot from the Super live Bowl. Live on the way. Oh, hey, best time of my life. Best come. I mean, best. You will if no matter how much dollars you have to spend, you will not regret it. That Guaranteed. good of a time, huh? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
100 percent oh no you miss all the commercials <laughs> that's <laughs> the best part right the commercial oh no oh no yo once you go live with all your philly people Oh, dude. Well, Philly Forget took over it. that stadium too. So, oh, yeah, let me tell you this: I, I recently found out uh, the rest of the people out there they don't like us anymore. No. For some reason, we became categorized with the Raiders fans. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they can fuck off. off. No yeah. one likes on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. Yeah, we know. All right, nice. Well, speaking of no one liking us, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the amazing Jamie Iglesias, Thick Fit USA himself, Chad Kilhefner. And our guest today was the incredible, the amazing, the outstanding SpaceX man, Ian Hewitt. In case you guys are wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives.gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya.